friend of mine died on Saturday night, and I want to lay out uh, some of the specifics of it. And uh, it, it affects me. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I've been really lucky with tragedy. I still have my parents. Um, I, nothing has befallen either of my sisters and anyone close to them. And my wife still has her two parents. Uh, they're all getting older. Um, okay. We know they're on, uh, they're clearly on the back nine. Uh, um, they might even be on the 16th or 17th hole. It's not easy sometimes for people who have aging parents. Um, but I'm staring at my friend's face right now. His name was Jamie Samuelson. His name is Jamie Samuelson. And I met him in 1997. My first job was down at CKLW in Windsor. And I'd go across the border sometimes to, uh, to cover games and just collect audio. I'd go to Red Wings games, Tigers games. I thought this is a big bet. People who live in Windsor know that Windsor in itself, eh, okay. But you get to go across to Detroit. You get to go out to dinner and you get to go to big concerts, big sporting events. Um, it, was, it was really, really cool. And I met Jamie there and I started listening to his show. He did a show with a guy named Greg Henson uh, called Jamie and Greg. And that was on in the afternoon. And um, eventually, Jamie and I became very fast friends. This is probably like a pre-texting era, but we'd call each other sometimes. And my thought in going to games, so you, you just cross the border, you do your shift in Windsor, and you drive to like a Pistons game in Auburn Hills. And you'd say to yourself, I really hope Jamie would be there. Like, I really did. And, um, and then an opening came up, and a really good friend of mine now, who I'm still friends with 22 years later, went to law school. And um, the amount of people that should have got out of radio and gone to law school, I have, I have names alphabetically. I'll give them to you later in the show. But he decided to go to law school, and I, I applied for his job. And so I'm a Canadian applying for a job at a U.S. radio station. And um, Jamie didn't understand the process. He's my age. Um, we share the same birth year, and we share the same birth month. And uh, we got to be really close. And he trusted me through that process. The process took a little longer. It's complicated. There was a government shutdown. I got my work visa probably four months after I hoped to. And it was one of the great phone calls of my life to get it. And Jamie was really patient and, and hung in there. And he was a sports director. And he'd assign me um, you know, things to go and do. So you'd get on an airplane and you'd go cover Michigan State basketball at the NCAA tournament in the first and second round. Um, he, he saw me as more knowledgeable. Many of my colleagues uh, at other places won't believe this, but saw me very knowledgeable about hockey. Okay. And, uh, and he's like, you're, you're the guy. You're, you're going to travel with the Red Wings in the playoffs. So there you are, on, are also getting on airplanes and you're making no money. Okay. Like that's the one thing I can say. It was not, uh, you know, 26 years old, I'm making maybe $26,000, $27,000 and thinking, this is awesome. I have no money. You got to watch every dime you spend, but I'm really, really enjoying life. And Jamie started to make that happen. And, uh, and then our relationship grew. We'd go to movies together. Um, we'd play tennis together all the time. He almost never beat me. I had to take it easy on him a few times. Um, and then we started doing a, a show together when there was some, uh, not upheaval at the station in a bad way, but some people had moved on. And I started doing mornings with Jamie in 2002, and our relationship really blossomed. We got to do that show together for five and a half years, and I think I, I know I have high standards for people in my own life, and I think my parents have been so exceptional. I'm really, I have great parents. A lot of people think my parents are the best. I know that mine are. 
They were the best parents I possibly could have had as a kid that, you know, uh, had opinions and, and, you know, always wanted to keep life interesting. Okay. There's nothing I'd rather keep it interesting and, and be a little, you know, create some tension and create some edge. And we did that. My parents participated fully in that, but we would do that at the dinner table and we would do that at holidays. And I know some families don't say much to each other. We said everything to each other. And that served me well working with Jamie because we were able to do that also. And there's two messages I want to leave as I, as I, you know, I could go on and talk about him forever. And I, I promised myself I'd limit this. I was on his old show this morning on, um, on WKRK in Detroit. And I talked about him for 11 minutes and I couldn't have made it 15 minutes. So, um, the timing is, uh, is everything in terms of, of, uh, being able to leave this and, and just be able to know that I paid some element of tribute to him in my own professional life because he, I've had so many great people that I've been able to work with and I've had so many great environments to work in. And I'm really glad I'm back here because this has been a great environment to work in these last several months. And I needed that. But, um, Jamie was sick for a while he had colon cancer and he got diagnosed very early in 2019. And he kept that to a very, very small circle of family and, and a couple of friends and colleagues in Detroit. So I had I had basically our show ended in 2007. There was the economy started to just get annihilated in in Detroit. We had an awesome show. I would still be doing that show now. Um, I don't know what would have made me leave. I was doing play by play in the OHL. I was doing that show. I was doing a lot of UK based stuff, which I still do now. Life was amazing. We had our son born there. We were pregnant um, with our second about five months in when all of us lost our job on the same day. And that happens in radio and I'm well aware of it and I get the ups and downs and I never, ever complain about the business. What a lousy business. No, it's a great business. It's a great, great business. Um, if you can make it work and not everyone can, but I've made it a pledge that I'm going to, and I have so far, but Jamie meant doing that show. Um, you know, he cried that day and I didn't, I think I was too in too much shock and, he cried. I, I remember helping him. <laughs> uh, well, I helped him carry his bar fridge down because we kept snacks in there and drinks. We'd have breakfast, you know, milk in there so we could have cereal in the morning. We both like cereal. And uh, and I carried the fridge down and that felt like a real final moment. Also, our key cards were deactivated after we carried our fridge down. Like, give us, can you give us 15 minutes? But anyway, um, Jamie and I stayed in touch. But as you know, when you see somebody every day and you'll have high school friends and college friends like this, it's not the same and it hurt not to see him every day and it hurt not to have him even when we were, you know, he'd get mad at me for stuff. He had a, you know, he had a worse temper than me sometimes. Um, but we tried, I, I know we were harder on each other than anybody else was and it made us better. And we were tough, uh, you know, tough combatants when we'd argue about something, even if something as trivial as sports or, you know, what movie Michael Douglas was the best in or Tom Hanks was the best in, we would argue about everything. And we loved it. We loved it. And he was right. And I was right sometimes. So um, he had colon cancer. And over the 11 years, um, we'd see each other a fair bit, but not enough to my liking. And I will tell you that I emailed him a couple times on a couple different occasions in, in our 11 years since we stopped doing the show together, forced to stop doing the show. I never would have, I never could have, could have quit on him um, in any circumstance. Um I would have, I'd still be doing that show with him had that company, had Clear Channel let us keep doing that show. But nothing's supposed to last forever. I know that. And I certainly know that over the last few days. So, Jamie, um, I, I, you know, and I think I called him out as a friend. I said, I need to see more of you and I need to hear from you more. 
and you're a valuable friend and you tell me that you love me like a brother and I, I need I need a little more. And his response was often, um, I'm the you're right. I need to be there more. And uh, I'm the king. He described himself. I'm the king of making plans. And then I didn't, I don't follow through on those plans. I wanted him to come visit me here. I wanted him to see my kids. Our kids had only gotten together a couple times in Detroit. We were very young parents um, in 06 and 07. And that is, you, you have no time to get together in those first 10, 12 months. You're hanging on for dear life. And then you have two and you're hanging on for dear life. And he had three beautiful kids who are 17, 14 and 11 and don't have their father anymore. And, I didn't know he had colon cancer. We texted in the summer. He texted me after the Raptors one. We texted a couple times and I always wanted more and I should have just picked up the damn phone and called him and said, I want to have a conversation. I don't want to, I don't want a four line text exchange. I don't want a group message thing where five of us make a joke about something and we all laugh. I want a conversation. I want time. And we say this to our spouses all the time and our kids, you can tell when they're leaning on us and we need to give them more time away from work. But the two overarching messages I would have in in summing this up, make the damn time for your friends. Okay, I didn't do it enough, and I wish I had, and I wasn't good enough at it. And that will, I've had people tell me they feel the same. They're going to try not to beat themselves up over it, but I don't know. The beatings are going to take place for several days and maybe a few weeks about this. I needed to be better. I think he would say the same if I had passed away Saturday night. I hope so. But I didn't do what I should have done. So I know you're listening to this right now saying, I'm so busy. Got so much going on. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm hanging on for dear life, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever it is. Make the time because your your spouse, your wife, your husband, they'll understand. They have to. Make them have to. Your kids, we're always there for our kids. You don't need to be at every soccer practice. You don't need to be at every... I know there's parents thinking, and I've felt it too. I've been away for birthdays sometimes, and it sucks. But make that time for your friends because they're they're the ones that can dip in and out of your life. They're the ones that can sort of go back and forth on your existence. And even Monday last week, I get the news that he's sick, and I don't know it. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. But I misread the message too because he came out publicly, talked about it on his radio show. And I thought he was turning the corner. I thought, you don't come out and talk like this. And he was positive. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a spokesman for uh, you know colon cancer and colonoscopies. And I'm going to make these statements. And I thought, you don't do that unless you're getting better. And I didn't call him right away. And I should have done that. And now I can't. I can't ever talk to him again. I can't ever see him again. And it's by far the worst thing that's ever happened to me. The worst. I know I got 90 more minutes of radio to do. That'll, that'll, that may be the second worst. But I'm excited to do it because I'm talking to you and I'm talking about my friend. But make that time. Make that phone call. There's there's probably five people right now you're thinking of in your car or your house or however you're listening to this and you're saying, I haven't talked to this person in forever. And I was thinking they'd call me and they were a little icy or they were busy and get them in your lives. Get them in your lives until you can't. Because now I can't. And I trade so much of just sitting there and taking a nap and sitting around doing nothing and watching a show, a show that I would have loved to have, you know, talked to him about and uh, have him make fun of my music tastes and have me make fun of his music tastes. And we can't do any of that stuff anymore because he's not here. And I would also advise men, and I'm a man that's, that's his age, mid-40s, he gets diagnosed with colon cancer. I went and got a physical last summer. I said, how about a colonoscopy? The doctor, who and my doctor's great, but she said, any family history? No. Are you 50 yet? Hell no. Of course I'm not. Don't worry about it. 
I'm telling you to worry about it because I just lost one of my best friends and my most influential people on the entire planet. And I don't know of anything the rest of my life is going to make me as sad as this. And he was in stage four, stage four when he found out. So make that phone call and get that appointment. I know we're in the midst of, uh, again, a global pandemic, but make the appointment to your doctor and then you'll just feel amazing about it afterwards. It's real easy. And maybe it's a guy thing, but pick up the phone call. Tell your friends that you love them. When you love them, tell them. Okay. Uh, call them out and say, I need to see more of you because I was insistent on that. And I might've even, maybe I should have been more aggressive and he should have, he should have been the same. Cause I, I, I know he had time for me sometimes and I didn't have time for him and I should have. So, um, I hope Jamie Samuelson rests in peace. I hope there's peace somehow, somewhere down the line for his beautiful wife, Christy, and their three kids. They have two gorgeous daughters and a son who doesn't have a dad anymore. And the two girls don't have a dad anymore. And no matter what Christy does the rest of her life, um, she'll never have a partner like Jamie. I've never had an on-air partner like Jamie since. You know, I can hope. I can hope there's someone around the corner. I can hope I enjoy radio. I enjoy radio every day of my life. But Jamie made it so special, so special. And it only happens so many times like that in your life. And I wanted to send those two messages Talk about my friend, and I thank you, the audience, um, and the folks here for indulging me. It's very personal, but I thank them for letting uh, me have the time and indulging me to do that. We had a phenomenal relationship, and I will miss him. He was so special, and I'll miss him every damn day the rest of my life. Make that phone call to your buddy, to a few buddies, and make that phone call to your doctor. And don't put it off. You know, I'll give you a week. Okay, a month and you're too late and you missed the whole message and I wasted my time telling you to do these two things and I don't want it to be a waste of time.